0: Welcome back to the Successful Diligence podcast. I am so grateful that you are back for another episode. Please do take note that all opinions and recommendations and encouragements that are shared on this podcast are my personal opinion or the opinion of the guests that I have on. It is not to be taken as medical or mental health advice please do consult your medical professional or your mental health professional with any questions or changes that you would like to make regarding your own personal situation. Welcome back to the Successful Diligence podcast. I am so grateful you are back for another episode. I never, ever take it for granted that you come back and lend your time and your ear to the show. It is just so meaningful for me. And I love when you interact and engage with your voice comments, um, which you can click the link in the show notes to send a voice message or even send an email to SuccessfulDiligence.com contact. And I just love your feedback. You have, you, you are the, I have the best audience. You are the most amazing listeners. And I'm just so grateful that you're here. And that's why I am so passionate about bringing you quality conversations quality human beings to talk about, how do we curate a successful life? Whatever success means to you, right? And so today I've got a very special person with me. Her name is Myrnaz Basiri, and she is a progress specialist, educator, and public speaker, as well as the award-winning founder of My Grade Booster, which is a tutoring company that has helped hundreds of students achieve academic success and often develop life-changing skills in the process. Now, Myrnaz uses her 13 years of experience as an educator, as well as her own incredibly uplifting, inspiring story of her life of resilience to help other people overcome their challenges and reach their goals. Through her workshops for groups and organizations, she shares how embracing the strategy of small, simple, consistent, positive actions leads to success. She is the recipient of Futurepreneur Canada's The Sky's Your Limit Entrepreneur of the Year. She's been featured in TEDx, which if you're a speaker is a big deal. Thrive Global, Trello, The Huffington Post, and more. She's just amazing. And because of her own life experience of overcoming sometimes really extreme obstacles, Myrna is passionate about elevating others' ability to meet and exceed their goals, achieve more, aspire to be and create more, to really have and create and curate a fulfilling life that you actually want to be living and listeners you know that is right in alignment with what successful diligence is what we talk about on the show so i'm so excited for this conversation today welcome to the show thank you so much michelle i'm so excited to be here thank you for the intro I am so excited to have you uh, introduce yourself to the audience and to really get into this amazing conversation we're going to have. So for my audience, who's not familiar with you, and by the way, audience, her website is incredible. I will put the link in the show notes for you. You've got to go check her out. But for those who are new to you, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you came to do the work that you do. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Uh, I'm basically a progress specialist so what that means is that I am expert in how to go from goal to achieved goal and I do that in a number of ways I wear different hats so one way I do that is I'm founder of My Grade Booster that uh, that's a tutoring company that helps students um, overcome their academic struggles another way I do that is through speaking at corporations and organizations around the theme of um, achieving success achieving goals and um, creating progress. I also speak at events and conferences and finally um, I do it through my writing practice um, and I write about the process of small wins and progress as well. And, I um, love that I just love that I love that keep going keep going <laughs> <laughs> this is a process that I've not only researched extensively but I've actually applied it to my own life many, many times. And uh, I've helped other, people's, uh, other people apply it to their lives as well. And um, now I'm here speaking and sharing my knowledge and what I've come to learn with um, speakers, with uh, audiences such as uh, successful
0: diligence listeners. I love it. I love it because we all want to achieve, you know, our goals and get to those productive outcomes that will equal success in our life. And sometimes, you know, getting from A to B or A to B to C to D <laughs> is a challenge, right? Especially when you don't know what you don't know. And I love that you are a progress specialist. That just um, makes my heart happy. <laughs> I just love that title. And, you know, there's a couple things that I want to unpack for the audience because, I know that you've got so much knowledge to share from living a life of such resilience. And one of the quotes on your website that I was reading, you said that the most powerful starting point will always be an honest investigation into yourself. Your definition of happiness, your definition of success, your definition of who you are, which I, listeners, you know, I'm always about tell the truth. You've got to start with self-awareness. I love the power of that quote that you have on your website. And for the listeners who are in that self-discovery, self-awareness journey, and they want to have success, and they've got this big vision about the life they want, where do they start? How do they start? (laughs)
1: To me, self-awareness is key because we need to know what success and happiness means to us before we can be led in the right direction. And that's the whole point of creating self-awareness for ourselves. Because the thing is that, so so I'm a scientist. I I have training in science before I started my grade booster. And um, I'll tell you something about our brain. Our brain is hardwired to help us um, survive and help us Um, to to stay safe, and for that reason, it prefers um, shortcuts. It prefers paths of least resistance and prefers to take, um, it prefers short-term gratification over long-term benefits. So if we leave it running on this autopilot, this is what it's gonna do. It's gonna take shortcuts, but that's not really helpful when we are trying to achieve a meaningful life and achieve long-term goals. And just to give you an example, um, I'm a first-generation immigrant and I came to Canada with my parents when I was 13 years old. And um, the thing about first-generation immigrant parents is they have a very specific um, idea about what a successful life looks like. And normally it's around someone's education and material gains. So my parents, just like a lot of parents wanted me to be a lawyer, a doctor, engineer. So taking the path of least resistance, I went into sciences. Um, I knew, I figured my parents out that as long as I was getting good grades, and I was sort of moving in the direction that they wanted me to, that we would get along, and they would leave me alone. And I got my master's in chemistry, started working biotech, and it was just out of utter unhappiness once I started working in the lab and just feeling drained of life energy that I started to put in the effort of getting to know myself, getting to know what success and happiness means to me. And it was because of that work that I was then able to put myself on a different path, on a path where instead of feeling feeling just unfulfilled um, in the work that I was doing, that I would wake up every day um, excited and happy to continue the work
0: that I'm I'm doing. I love that because you paid attention to what was true for you. And that was that your dream and your success was not definition of your parents, which is sometimes very challenging. Um, And so it takes a lot of courage to step out there and live your own life, not live your parents' life. I can totally relate to that. My mother, uh, she was a singer and she cut a record in her twenties or something. So she always wanted me to be a performer and to go on the Broadway stage. And I was, I could act, I could sing, but that wasn't my dream. And so like you, I had to pay attention to those feelings of unfulfillment and those misalignment of values, and figure out that's not the life I want. And so, you know, step one really is, what do I want? Ask that question, what do I want? And then going into you, I feel like and tell me, tell me your experience. I feel like on the journey towards figuring out what we want in life, we also figure out who we are, and our values and what's important to us. And then those two things sort of drive your car towards those productive outcomes and those successes. Would you agree with that? That's exactly
1: what I found too. Yeah, I would agree with a hundred percent. And it really depends on your values because happiness and success don't mean the same thing. A lot of times we've been influenced by parents, peers, society. the values that they have, it's been passed on to us. Um, So it's really important to sit with ourselves, self-reflect, to try to figure out what is our authentic self? Because unless we're showing up in the world as our authentic self, we can't create impact. Our impact comes from nurturing that uniqueness about us. And the only way we can do that is through uh, creating self-awareness.
0: I love that listeners. Did you pick up pick up on that nurturing your uniqueness? Because we all have a unique fingerprint of our soul. We are all individuals. No one is like, even if you're a twin, there is no one like you out there in the world and you have something special to offer. I love that. And you have to nurture it. You have to pay attention to it and you have to, you know, sort of protect it sometimes, and then also nurture it to bring out the shininess and, and offer it to the world. So Myrna, you talk about the power of small wins and consistent positive actions. Talk to me more about that. Absolutely. I'll be happy to. So small
1: wins are, um, I would say that small wins are undervalued and often underused components of big successes. And small wins have tremendous power. Both research and my experience has shown that it's creating progress repeatedly and continuously, doesn't matter how small that progress is. That's what leads to uh, achieving ambitions, achieving big success. On the research side, we have um, Carl White, who talks about the importance of small wins. And he says that small wins have a tremendous power because once you achieve a small win, forces are set in motion to for you to achieve another small win and then another small win and then combination of these small wins leads to larger and greater accomplishments so what does that mean in real life it means that let's say you want to learn a new language if you learn two new words um, in a new language every day that puts you on the path to achieving fluency if you Uh, want to have better health and get fit it means that losing an ounce of weight puts you on the path to losing a pound and then five pounds and then who knows maybe 50 or 100 pounds but the problem with small wins is that people often see them as smoke rather than as wins and it's that reason that they they don't get get the chance to see their powers to use the powers of small wins in their lives because we if we don't detect them um they're so tiny and incremental that we need to pay attention and if we're not paying attention we miss out on their power because a lot of times you're focusing on those big goals we're focusing on big wins right and we we run the risk of not noticing these and since we are species that are sort of addicted to progress we like our brain likes progress When we don't see progress, we get discouraged in ourselves. We start to put ourselves down um, and give up, but we don't see that we are making progress. It's just tiny. It's incremental. So that's why small wins are so important.
0: I love that because it is a step-by-step process, right? No one is an overnight success. You don't get to point Z of the alphabet if you're starting at A without going through B, C, D, E, you know, all the other letters, right? And I, you know, I love that. And I I frame it as celebrating the small wins or celebrating the small steps. And, you know, I think it's really important. Also, you mentioned something important that when you achieve a win, right, big or small, it gives you information that you can do it, right? And then, like you said, it builds upon itself to do it again and do another win, And what that does, and you you know better than I, you know, knowing the brain better than I as a scientist, but it reinforces that neural pathway that you've set up in your brain that says, I can do this. So you're reinforcing that positive loop behavior towards that win to get another one. And help me understand and help the listener who's asking themselves, sounds great, but what is a win? Like, is it getting out of bed in the morning? Is it doing a 30 minute workout? Is it a, you know landing that project? What is, a, what is the definition of a small win? What is the definition of a win?
1: Um, a win is any forward moving step. So it can look different um, using metaphoric terms. You can take a you can take step forward in different ways. You can walk forward in a normal way. You can turn around and walk backward in the forward direction. You can cartwheel your way forward or you can move forward in your, on your hands and knees. It doesn't matter how you move forward as long as you commit yourself to the process of continually moving forward. One day you will reach a place where you look back and you will just be in awe and astonishment at how far you've come.
0: I love that. And I, I completely 100% co-sign and agree because even 1% of progress in the right direction or the wrong direction for a learning opportunity is a win that you can celebrate. And I love that. And you know that quote, I'm gonna put that quote in the, in the show notes and I'm gonna blast it because I love that quote on your website about, and I'm gonna say it again, listeners, the most powerful starting point will always be an honest investigation into yourself. Your definition of happiness, your definition of success, your definition of who you are. And even if all you do is pay attention and become self-aware, that is a win to celebrate. And that's a step of progress towards your ultimate outcome. So I just love, love the power of the simplicity of what you are talking about, which is deceptive because it's not really simple. It's, it's that powerful. <laughs> so I absolutely love that. I love that. Myrna, I'm, you know, I'm wondering, has gratitude entered your life? And if so, how? And how do you implement that? And how does it impact your power of wins?
1: Gratitude plays a key role. Um, our attitude in general plays a key role in how we deal with um, adversities, how we deal with challenges. The thing with attitude is that A negative attitude is very constrictive. So it really narrows down our perspective. It closes off to new opportunities, new ideas, whereas a positive attitude such as gratitude um, is it's expansive. It opens us up to new ideas, new opportunities, new ways of thinking that can actually help us get ourselves out of a difficult situation that we are in. So attitude is everything. Um, I mean, life is about difficulty in general, but you just have to choose the difficulty. It's difficult to put in the hard work, but it's also difficult to feel stuck and feel stagnant. So you just have to pick your difficulty, which one serves your life best.
0: Yeah, you know, there's, I don't know if it was Buddha or the Dalai Lama who said life is suffering, right? And you're not going to escape having some challenges. I don't know any human being, even the most blessed of the blessed, you know, the most, you know, silver spoon in their mouth person has had challenges And adversity in some capacity. But I don't think you get out of this life (laughs) without having to deal with some challenges. And you're right, what you do with that is what's important and what really matters in your life, right? And in your definition of success and getting to your desired outcome. So I just love that. So Talk to me about resiliency, because you not you mentioned um, immigrating to Canada, but you also immigrated to another country um, in your lifetime, and the resiliency of adapt, ad- adaptation to another culture, and then some personal struggles, you, you've had an incredible life of overcoming. Talk to me about the power of resiliency, and how you've been able to tap into that. You know, Michelle, a
1: lot of people would have thought that some of the challenges challenges that I faced in my life were basically insurmountable. But I learned to look at challenges as my biggest opportunity to teach myself um, skills like resilience, skills like resourcefulness that I was then able to channel into my business and professional growth and success. So just to give you an example. Um, I grew up with a severe social anxiety disorder called selective mutism and for those who don't know what that is is um, uh, what it looked what it used to look like was I could speak normally at home with my parents and my brother but outside when I was in school around people I didn't know or even with our relatives it didn't matter how much I wanted to say something words just wouldn't come out of my mouth and teachers have been telling my parents since preschool that they had never heard my voice. I wasn't contributing in class. But because I was speaking normally at home, nobody thought of it as any problems. They just thought I was a shy girl and that I would grow out of this shyness as I grew up. But the thing with selective mutism is that it's not something that you, go, you grow out of it. Research now shows that kids with selective mutism, they, they can learn to manage that underlying anxiety with either um, medication or behavior therapy or it's usually a combination of the two but it's not something that you just grow out of and research shows that the longer you stay with it the more complex that anxiety tends to become but my parents and teachers didn't know that back then because it wasn't a known condition so here I was at the age of 12 and I realized that if I was to if I was to have a normal, happy, and independent life, that it was basically up to me to rescue myself. And that's when speaking became my goal. And over many, many years, small, tiny step after tiny step, failure after failure, I, I, I can now manage my anxiety in the way that my voice has room to come out. And I use the power of small wins for that. And in 2018, I decided to challenge myself even more and do something that most people find terrifying. And that was to do a TED Talk. <laughs> and, um, and, and as I was preparing for the TED Talk, I realized that the skills required um, to do a successful TED Talk was the same skills that I had already learned going through my selective mutism. And those are just um, learning, uh, um, using mistakes as learning opportunities, overcoming failure, um, resilience, and just using challenges as opportunities rather than as things to avoid. So that's how um, I I gave my TED talk. and, um, um, and, And once you learn resilience, you have the skills in your back pocket. You can pull it out anytime and use it in any situation in your life. And as you said, we all have challenges. It's universal.
0: Yes, and once you know something and once you've experienced something, you cannot unknow it. You cannot unexperience it, right? And so I love that you reframed for yourself challenges or opportunities, right? And adversity and failure are learning opportunities. And you use that for your benefit to get to your success. I mean, I have to just honor you though for the courage that it takes to take on something that no, nobody really understands unless you've lived it, right? Because you have your own experience and a condition that that is not well known at the time. And to say, not only am I going to overcome and conquer this, I'm going to supersede it and become a public speaker. I mean, that's just incredible um, and just so worthy of celebration. And so I, I just really honor the courage of that and the accomplishment personally, but also for the rest of us to be able to hear the gift of what you have to say and to hear your voice, which is so needed in the world. So I, it's, it just amazes me that oftentimes, and listeners hear this, sometimes your greatest obstacle Your greatest challenge is exactly what you need to overcome to gift the world, because that is the golden nugget that the world is waiting for from you. So I just absolutely love that. I want to mention one more quote that I found on your website that just struck my soul. And that is that you have discovered that self-awareness is the single most essential component for living a fulfilled life and pursuing goals that truly lead to happiness instead of just success. And I want to ask you, what is the difference between happiness and success? Because a lot of people equate the two. So what is the difference between those?
1: That's such a good question, Michelle. Um, Happiness Success means one thing. Um, Usually it means monetary uh, achievements, but happiness, it doesn't really equate to happiness a lot of times. And as we know, those who have become successful have gone all the way up. Tell us that that's not the way to happiness. Um, To me, happiness is um, feeling confident in yourself, to continually tackle challenges, because that's what leads to a meaningful life. I'm interested in having a meaningful life. I know that my life isn't going to be always happy, but I can make it meaningful. And the way I I make it meaningful is to use resilience to embrace challenges rather than avoid them. And the thing I've learned about resilience is that a lot of people greatly underestimate the resilience that they already have. Um, And, I've also learned that once people know just how much, when when they're given the tools to understand just how much resilience they already have, um, then the amount of uh, productivity and their happiness goes way up. So just to give you an example, um, the worst period of my life was when I was in my late 20s. And that's when uh, my mom was diagnosed with leukemia and she was given six months to live. And just four months before then, I had made the riskiest and biggest um, career change in my life. I had left Biotech, for which I was trained for, in pursuit of starting a tutoring company from scratch without any prior business experience or anything. So as you can imagine, every day was like waking up to a nightmare. But this is how life is sometimes, right? You're not given warning signs or preparation time before you're thrown in the deep end. So the way I decided to uh, respond to this was the first thing I did, um, I created some space and some quality time that I could spend to just be with my mom. And when I wasn't uh, tutoring students or uh, taking care of her, I started to read business books. I read a ton of business books. I read um, higher... I learned about hiring practices and I researched ways to to, uh, automate the operational side of things because it was taking so much of my time and when my mom passed away I expanded the business I pulled myself out of working one-on-one with students and I started hiring other people and this is not what The coaches and mentors were telling me uh, is the best at the time. They were actually discouraging me from doing that because they said that's not the way to success. Um, They were suggesting that I personally spend 50 to 75% of my own time working with clients before I brought in other people for the sake of cash flow. But I had to think about what I need at the time. I had to um, make use of the self-awareness that I had created during that time to know that I need to give myself space and time to grieve. And so I decided to do that and just focus on growing the company and do the marketing piece. So, and that was nine years ago today, Migrate Booster is award-winning company. um, And we have helped hundreds of students overcome their challenges. So as you can see success, especially the type of success that other people think um, it's not the same as um, what leads you to a happy and meaningful life.
0: I love that. Take that. I will take my definition of success and achieve everything, including happiness and meaning. And I love that because what's meaningful for you is not necessarily the same meaningful to someone else. And I don't know if you're familiar with Jordan Peterson. He's also from Canada, but he talks about, you know, creating a meaningful life as well. And and that for me, you know, my definition of success is achieving those successful productive outcomes that lead to impacting others for good, which is meaningful to me. So, you know, listener, you have to define it for yourself. And that's part of the self-awareness that Mirna is talking about. Oh, I feel like I could just talk to you forever, but we have a limited amount of time. So what is like one or two things um, as we sort of end our conversation that you really want the audience to remember and take away from our conversation?
1: Um, I would like, the audience to um i I want to talk about feeling stuck because i know that especially these days where where everything seems hectic and out of control um i feel like a lot of us might be feeling stuck or we might be procrastinating or we're just um not productive and a lot of times in these instances we run in the um we make the mistake of waiting for motivation to hit us And I say it's a mistake because motivation is actually something you can generate. And uh, so just to give you a strategy, I want to go over how to generate motivation next time you're feeling stuck.
0: Yes, please, because I definitely need that. I didn't realize you could generate your own motivation. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: so next time you're feeling stuck, it's a three-step process. The first thing you want to do is to visualize the ideal place. So you're somewhere and you need to know where you want to go. And that ideal place, when you visualize it, it's probably pretty far away from where you are. It's probably quite ambitious, but that's okay. Because knowing exactly where you want to go, knowing that destination will allow you to then create the path to get there. If you don't know where you're going, you can't create the path. So that's your number one step. Self-reflect, figure out what it is, uh, visualize it, and just remember that it's probably going to be a big vision. Step two, take your big vision and break it down into three to four smaller achievable goals. So you're basically reverse engineering. As an example, if your big amb- ambition is around business career growth, your three uh, smaller achievable goals could be around um improving your networking skills, improving your communication skills, and staying up to date with the developments in your field. Or if your big vision is to get healthier fit, your three smaller goals could be um, working on your eating habits, working on your sleeping habits, and meditating 20 minutes a day. So once you have these three components, the third step, then is to create the action, come up with specific actions that you can start taking today under each of those three categories uh, to get you closer to achieving those goals and start taking action and keep your focus on the process of learning and improving. Don't worry about results right now because results will come um, slow because you're just starting out. But if you keep your focus on the process of learning and improving every day, you're going to wake up and you will learn and improve on something if that's your focus. And that's when we start to pick up the small wins. That's when we start to realize I learned this today, or I can do this better today now. And once you pick up small wins then your brain, it registers your brain and your brain will get hit with dopamine, which is a feel good drug. And this feels good for you, feels good for your brain. And that motivates and that creates motivation that then fuels more action. So this is how you want to get unstuck next time. Take action, doesn't matter how small it is, and focus on improving and learning and know that you will see progress doing that. That progress will lead to you feeling good and feeling motivated, and that will refuel your action.
0: I love that because it's so doable. You just broke it down into such a practical, applicable way and strategy to move forward even if you don't feel like it at first. Listeners, you may need to hit that 15 second, 30 second rewind button to listen to that again and take some notes. That right there was profoundly powerful. Wow. Thank you for that, because that's something I'm going to be implementing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you have been so wonderful to have on the show because what you shared was so like you say, it's simplistic, it's applicable, but it's profoundly powerful to change your life for the good step-by-step, win-by-win-by-win, and reinforcing that in both a biochemical way as well as a behavioral way. And it also reinforces the narrative that you tell yourself, because when you have evidence in the world of progress, you can't really deny it. It's true. (laughs) Right. And so I just love that. I am so grateful that you had the time uh, to come on the show. I think this is one of my favorite episodes truly. And I don't say that every episode, so don't think I just give that out, but it really, this, this conversation was so um, uplifting for me. So if, if my listeners are like, Michelle, I'm with you, this is resonating. I need more. I need more. Where can people find you? How can they connect with you? Um, I am on Instagram these
1: days and my handle is grit is a noun. Um, So G-R-I-T is a noun. (laughs) I like
0: that. I like it. And I'll put all the links in the show notes, listeners. So if you don't have a pen and paper, um, you can just click and go. So Instagram grit is a noun. I love that. (laughs) And
1: thank you so much, Michelle. I had such a good time speaking with you.
0: Yay. And then I'll also put, like I said before listeners, the website, um, you have to read her story. It is just so encouraging. Um, and then all the things that she does, because it's hard to capture that in like, you know, a 10 second bio. Um, but I'm just so grateful to be connected and to know you and listeners, I really encourage you to uh, check Myrna out and discover all of the great things that she is depositing in the world and listeners, I encourage you to keep walking, Always, always keep walking because you have to get to your destination of purpose. And if you keep walking step-by-step, win-by-win, you will reach your destination and you will reach your purpose. And on the journey, I always encourage you to always, always choose gratitude. As you know, every single episode, I end with my encouragement for you to choose gratitude on your journey, as you keep walking. But if you ever asked yourself, that's great, Michelle, but how do I do that? How do I implement gratitude? How do I choose gratitude? It's not easy living this life. And sometimes, I don't feel very grateful. How do I incorporate gratitude into my daily life? Well, I've got you covered. Just for you, I have a Gateway to Gratitude mini course in the Successful Diligence School. There is a link in the show notes as well as a coupon code just for podcast listeners where you get 50% off. So head to the link in the show notes or SuccessfulDiligence.com and click the school tab on the website. It will take you to the school and you can see the Gateway to Gratitude course, which walks you through how to implement gratitude into your daily life. Trust me, gratitude and gratefulness when implemented effectively will change your life.